Hi, right. Hi, everybody. Hi, Beck. Hi, Beck. It's really nice to be with it's you today. It's lovely to be with you. And we're thrilled to be joined by Sarah Seaman. Uh, Sarah is the founder of the Muddy Puddle Teacher Approach um, and is a teacher influencer for the outdoor. Sarah, hi. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Hello, no problem. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's really, really Becky particularly really has been excited. buzzing. So, <laughs> yeah. so Becky's passion is the outdoor and the, and the outdoor environment. I'm a speech and language therapist, so I tend to be in clinical spaces. So it's quite new for me. So I Becky, but it's, it's Becky's huge passion. So Sarah, can you start off by telling us a bit about muddy puddle teaching and, and what it is, and and perhaps how it all came about? Yeah, so basically, um, I've got to this stage in my career where I was quite an experienced teacher. I'd done various different roles, math coordinator, assistant head for a short while. Um, and then I went and did forest schools. And I did that for about five years, teaching in, in my classroom while being the assistant head. You know what we're like, we have multiple hats, don't we? Yeah. Um, I'm only five foot two, and I used to drag this tarpaulin and all this fire with 30 <laughs> children to the woods and back. But just absolutely loved what it was all about. And the way that my children responded to it and the benefits that they were getting out of it, it I kind of got to a point in my career where I thought, that is so much more important, what's going in there, mm. you know, inside. It was a totally different environment. Um, obviously, you know, the, there's many benefits to it, but I just saw so many more happening outside of the classroom. And I'd got two little girls at the time, two toddlers, they were both under three. Um, I was working part time, and to be perfectly honest, I was shattered. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I was just like uh, professionally exhausted. Uh, personally exhausted mm. with two little girls but I just really saw an avenue here to just go and be a bit brave yeah. um, and what they called me in my local area was the, the, the areas the teachers gone wild so <laughs> I, went wild. Um, I went and created a classroom in the woodlands the council helped me some head teachers supported me and I just basically taught the whole of the curriculum outside I kind of stepped away from forest school yeah. not because I didn't think there was any benefit to it but because I just thought you know what this country isn't ready day for forest school every day day in day out yeah. but there is an opportunity here for me to create something that's curriculum linked that senior management will go okay you are teaching your objectives outdoors but you know we're still teaching the objectives but I was doing it on a different platform on another creative level and I just went with that and then started doing it and if anyone that knows me I am just literally that crazy I will just go with it I'm dyslexic and one of our superpowers is we are just incredibly creative imaginative passionate people and you can um, see things can't you? you you can actually see things being dyslexic yeah, that, that perhaps other people can't see and you can see a way forward and go actually we like you said we can tick that box but through yeah. a different way. And so you are, the children are learning, for people who want to understand that curriculum, they're really learning that curriculum, but they're doing it in a different way. And you can show them that because you can see it in a different way, mm. can't you? So Yeah, absolutely. Like I can, I can, I can tell someone's dyslexic after having five minutes of a conversation with them. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm literally that in tune with it now. It never used to be a nice thing in my life. I mean, I've struggled academically my whole yeah. entire life, you know, for me to get to this point now where I've got two degrees in a master's is, my teachers wouldn't absolutely believe that, yeah. but I've learned how I learn. Yeah. So now, 
nothing's impossible for me. So, like, audio books are just, like, my great passion. That's how I access reading now. Yeah. Um, so I suppose technology's been a massive benefit to me. Um, but, yeah, so I, I see things in different ways, and I suppose I see that I, I look at the curriculum, and I can make every element of it fun right up till year six. There's certain things I can't. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I should go up to key stage two. It gets a bit more difficult. But early years, absolutely everything can be done outside, and it has such powerful qualities of bringing all of the curriculum, many elements together. I remember teaching this one lesson on, it was a Bugs Live day, I called it, and we all did all about mini beasts and bugs outside, and I literally sat down at the end of the day, and I'd covered everything, every every yeah. objective of the, of the curriculum, and that's how powerful it is. It's as, huge, isn't it? I was it? just going to ask, Sarah, you've mentioned um, and referred to like the benefits. What is it that you... What is it that, with your experience that you see, what differences do you see when you're sort of teaching and educating in the outdoor environment as opposed to inside? Yeah, so what, what I say that I do, uh, to make it more clear, because everybody thinks I'm forest school, and what I do is forest school, mm. and can't be any more different. Forest school's mm. very holistic, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's very child-led, it, there's no planning to it, and rightly so, there, there's certain guidelines of you how long you'd be outside for. I'm really rubbish at following rules, and I don't want anyone else to follow rules, so I know what it's like as a teacher, I want you to adapt it to your own children. Yeah. Um, but the benefits are, I mean, basically, like I said, what I say is, I'm basically teaching what you're doing inside, but my platform to make it creative, engaging is is by going outside. So all yeah. of these educational issues we talk about, like obesity, like you know, increased speech and language referrals, sensory issues that children are now having, or, uh, you know, mental health, mm. physical bene- benefits as well as like fine and gross motors. It's worst it's ever been. Just de- dexterity and things like that and at my platform for us to all achieve that is by going outside yeah. more and and the actual um, hugest benefit of that is that the children are then getting nature-based and looking after the planet more and yeah. all of that and you're being far more sustainable when you go outside my teachers tell me that they use less glue sticks less white ball pens you know we're really teaching the children the grit of the earth here aren't we for saying yeah. to them go outside use and um, use natural resources and let's let's connect ourselves back with the with the planet and it is that it is that nature connectedness isn't it as well and and being so deeply engaged in what they're doing like you say you can cover that curriculum in that way as well can't you you know what you're doing you're doing that planning but actually they're learning in an environment where teaching is endless isn't it you could you know it really is do you find Sarah do you meet sort of not resistance but maybe lack of confidence that because interestingly Becky and I have been running some outdoor speech therapy sessions and it threw me completely out of my comfort zone because I normally have my tools my toys that I rely on and my little safe clinical environment and Becky said we're not we don't need anything and we turned I did have a bag of toys just in case but I didn't use them Becky said trust the environment and but for me that really was it was a confidence thing is that something you encounter when you're you're working with you know teams of adults not so much in the early years, mm. but absolutely up through school, mm. yes, and it requires a lot of training. It's very skilled. You don't, you think it's easy. I mean, our mm. approach, we only use natural resources, and there's a big reason for that. We stick to the three muddy M's, which is our ethos, which is mental health, mother nature, and more kids moving. Yeah. And that helps my teachers remember while they're outside, because I've been set, plenty of settings where they have to 
tough spots and then just have like Lego out. Yeah. Or stuck a brick out. And that's not outdoor learning. We may as well have that indoors with windows open. Yeah. It's not outdoor learning. What we want to do is connect the children with nature. And, and what I love about our approach is how, how creative and, uh, and how it develops original thinkers because our indoor teaching isn't really helping us with that at the minute. Mm-hmm. And it's because we've got all those aids, like you said, you know, you've got your whiteboard, you've got your pen, mm-hmm. you've got your comfort zone materials. Yeah. And what we want to do is absolutely put you out of your comfort zone, yeah. get you yeah. outside, get you thinking. And do you know what? You get your teacher mojo back because yeah. after, what, 10, 11 years of teaching, I was a bit like, oh, I'm so bored of all this stuff that keeps coming back round again. Yeah. Doing it all. Yes. When I get outside and I've got to really think hard about how to create an engaging lesson with sticks, doing numbers to 10, I love it. And yeah. I love how the children will find a game to play with that too. And then I'll leave it out in continuous provision and they're continuing their play all of the time. A lot of my schools now, are, uh, we're only about three years old down Muddy Puddles, but some of my schools have been working year on year, reducing, taking all of their plastic back in their continuous provision. And we've got quite a few now that are just out there. The children are upskilled now on just using uh, natural resources out there and, and we can benefit from it basically oh, yes. it's, it's totally and we said about the the benefits to the children but it, what benefits are there for the adults sort of working in this way what uh, what have you seen well if you, you ever watch me on tiktok i'm i'm a big big person around this area and teacher well-being and the fact that you know our well-being is, is most of the time completely ignored i'm not going to say it is everywhere because i mean i only attract lovely lovely senior management that come to me who mm. really look after the staff at boothroy primary up at leeds is one amazing one they've got even a spa in there for teachers wow. they've got a well-being bus they've got a farm they're just like the most amazing um, hub um, for supporting teachers. But, yeah, uh, the benefits are, are great. And if senior management are behind you with it, and the reason why I liked going outdoors is because I've got no paperwork. I've got none of my displays staring at me in the face going, you need to update me. Mm. I've got no sort of observations to look at. You know, it's purely me working with the child, which is what we should be doing. Yeah, just yeah. just in, that mo- in that moment, isn't it? It's being really present, I suppose. Yeah, doing what, you, you, doing what you're qualified to do and doing what really we should all be doing, which yeah. is the pure teaching side of things. And when you're outside, there's nothing anyone can say about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're outside, so, you know, you never know what the weather's going to be like, so there's no room for paper out there. Well, no. I know iPads will slip out mm-hmm. and you'll do your observations, but we're hoping that we're drawing that back a bit now, aren't we? Yeah. It's pure concentrated teaching when you're out there with the children. And, the, you know, you just love it. You come in at the end of the day and you just go, oh, wow, that's amazing. It's, and and you, get those, you get those awe and wonder moments really naturally, don't you? And, these, and the children yeah. are so deeply engaged. And like you say, you can feel it for the well-being for the children, but also for the teachers. It's huge. It is. And how, how much teaching do you think should be done? I, I mean, like, I could probably guess what you're going to answer is going to be Sarah but how much how much teaching do you think should be done it's like thinking about early years and then also going through primary as well I, th- I mean I think in early years your majority of your stuff should be outside mm. I know a lot of people have free flows but you've got to be really aware of the kids that won't go outside so mm. at some point you need to shut that door and all be outside especially in the nicer weather there's no need to be inside but you know it, it, I mean I had a phone call from a lady the other day who was quite upset who was in nursery telling me that she, her school had been had told her that she's got to do handwriting with three-year-olds oh. every morning for half an hour oh, and that goodness. to me is 
is absolutely so old and dated. I yeah. can't believe that's even been no. done. Because we understand now the research behind the importance of fine and gross motor skills, that there's no point in even going towards handwriting until that area of their development um, uh, has come on. So, yeah, it really, as much as you can, you know, it should be, sometimes it, you can't get outside, you don't have the facilities or you don't have the space. Mm. I, I understand and appreciate that. And I know ratios is another element as well. Yeah. But everything really in early years now should be completely on the feet, active, um, and as much natural resources that you can bring in, as much as you can get out, I think. But I don't try and say to people how how much time mm. they should have. I don't think that's fair to put on someone. But I do know that the more you go outside, the more you will go outside. So yeah. it's kind of infectious, this kind of teaching. And yeah. that motivation and breeds that motivation, doesn't it? To, to be yeah. there. And we also do have to look at, like, well-being you know well-being for the children as they're growing we are we are enabling children in the foundations of their life and actually we need to do that in the best way possible we know there's lots so much research around outdoors isn't there so actually we've got to look at children's mental health for futures to make sure that you know now we're doing the right thing haven't we yeah. yeah, we've yeah. got to appreciate that play has changed at home. Mm. It's not like it was when we were younger, where we just play outside as mom, mm. our mums and dads didn't have a clue where we were. Yeah, and we'd come back when it was dark and we just <laughs> used our childhood instincts. The play has definitely changed yeah. Yeah. Uh, quite dramatically within the last ten years. So as educators, we've got to balance that, and we've yeah. got to be very aware that that our mental health, our sense of self, our sense, uh, our self esteem, our confidence, our social skills our communication skills all came really from playing outside mm. with our friends yeah and really you know the point. helicopter parenting thing wasn't uh, wasn't around then <laughs> we just learned didn't we yeah we you fell over yeah. we just got up and didn't care did we no. and, you know these days children fall over and it's like you know they've lost a leg yeah <laughs> it's, it's, um, <laughs> you've got to make the decision oh oh so, we could talk to you all day say, Sarah, Sarah, hey, could... for, for people that haven't haven't found you before or heard heard of you before where's the best place for people to connect with you well we have a really big early years group on facebook there's about fifty-one thousand followers on wow. that one so that's <laughs> early years muddy puddle teacher i'm on instagram as well as the muddy puddle teacher i'm on tiktok as the muddy puddle teacher i'm on twitter as well and linkedin if you want to talk to me on there too um and obviously we have the Muddy Puddle Teacher podcast, we have Muddy Puddle Teacher Early Years TV, which is just new, and we're just developing little new outdoor learning tasks for them to do each day, just to get you outdoors, if that's a starter route for some people. Mm. Um, and obviously we have, I have the book out, the Early Years Handbook with Bloomsbury, um, that came out just last week in April. Oh, congratulations. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. That was a big moment. Oh. But it's been two years in the coming, so when yeah. it actually... Did come, it was like, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, yes. it's absolutely here. Oh, um, and then I've got the website subscription as well. So if you want to become a module teacher and train with us, then we've got a subscription site where you come on, you get the training, and then we've got like 600 plus resources on there from like muddy phonics, we do muddy yoga, we do muddy mindfulness, we've got lots of well being things, but also muddy maths, muddy literacy, everything, every part That's of your curriculum brilliant. is on there with a resource to it oh that's brilliant. so helpful. thank you so oh, much thank for your you for joining time. us today yeah, that's lovely you, sarah. sarah it's been great talking no to you and thanks for having me thank, thank, you. thank you and also um as usual you can find me and bex on www.thrivinglanguage.co.uk for all your training needs um and for outdoor communication sessions as well and if you want to email us and contact us it's rebecca at thrivinglanguage.co.uk